the Dan and Joe Show. Hey, what's up? Yeah, we're, we're, we're back. Up. We're back. For episode four. Yeah, episode four. It's, it's crazy they keep letting us do this. And I wrote episode three again. we got to be direct to video here. Anyway. By now. Uh, direct to video. <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. Um... Yeah, so we got we got lots of stuff to talk about, and uh, Dude, we'll see if it happens. So much stuff. Yeah. Um, well, uh, where do we want to start? Well, oh, we could drink something. That dude. We always got to talk about drinks. At the I start. do like starting with drinks. So uh, we pulled out the alcohol tonight um, again. I have some Guinness, extra stout. It's good stuff. It's, had this on a podcast before, I think. Yeah, yeah, we definitely did. I think it was on my birthday or something, or close to it. It was St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. That's right. That was my day before it's my close, birthday. Close to your birthday. Yeah, so... Uh, still good. Out, still good. And I'm, uh, I'm still, over here drinking a Strongbow. Strongbow. Which, uh, nice. in case you don't know... I like it. It's uh, the authentic English cider with a dry and refreshing finish. Yeah, definitely good stuff. All of which um, are true. Yeah. And uh, I think that's about all we have for drinks. Um, who? the sound of I Joe drinking that one there. all over myself. This spilled is awesome. all over his shirt. Great way to start the show. Yep, yep. It uh, makes us feel like Dignation. <laughs> anyway. Yes. That's why we have the door closed. <laughs> that's why we never watch Dignation either. <laughs> it's also true. <laughs> anyway. Um, let's see. So, let's talk about uh, last night. Last night. What we, we went last to go night? see... Well, we went to Cecil's first. Well, that's true. Get some uh, classic Reuben sandwiches. Those that's good. That's good. the point, though. But we went to go see Inglorious Bastards, the new film from Quentin Tarantino. And uh, Joe, I think you were a fan, right? I was a big fan. I like that movie a lot. Uh, not for those with, uh, let's say, weak stomachs. Because yeah, uh, the violence, yeah. well over the top, is still there and it's still graphic. So uh, yep, keep yep. the kids home from that one. But. Uh, you know, if you as with like, any Quentin Tarantino movie, it's, really, it's, yeah, you're right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, if you're a fan of uh, his previous works, or even if you just like a good twisted World War II movie, kind of turns it yeah, on its ear. Yeah, um, definitely not based on a true story. This one, no, definitely not. Without definitely not. Uh, I, without giving too much away. Um, yeah, I think it. Yeah, it ends a little differently than the history books put it. So yeah, pretty sure. Just ends differently than you remember, probably. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so uh, it was, it was good. I wrote a review this morning. Said it was a lot less kind of. I mean, he's like, well, there's still the moments of like crazy violence and ridiculous stuff, but it's a lot more kind of based on the witty dialogue, or not witty, but like really cool setups of dialogue and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, lot- yeah, it's really it's really his talent. And it, yeah. It comes yeah. through even in a subtitled movie, or mostly subtitled. And it still has elements of a Western, even though it's in German-occupied France. That's true. I, I did I did read something saying that he actually started out thinking, okay, I want to make the good, the bad, and the ugly, but in World War II. Huh, But in space. No. No, in um, space. Yes. But uh, and it kind of evolved and, and went along to, to become what it is now, which is uh, still you can you can really see uh, elements of that still coming through. Without giving away too much of the plot, I also thought it was very interesting that uh, a lot of revolved around the cinema, yeah. the old theater. Yeah. Um, and some things like that too, which is I mean, he obviously has something little, I wasn't expecting. But you know, I mean, if you know anything about Quentin Tarantino, you know he's grown up loving the movies, and you know, I, I thought it very appropriate that he would put yeah, that in there yeah. as prominently as he definitely, did. Definitely, definitely. The uh, 
I guess for me, I was expecting more. I think was really my problem. It's like I don't know, maybe more violence or more silly parts, you know, or ridiculous parts or something. I mean, it was pretty ridiculous, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think, um, well, that might have been a marketing thing. Uh, too. I was actually reading a lot about that today. Yeah, some of the really funniest parts were in the trailer, I think, you know. Well, that, but also I think the trailer, I mean, I actually came to expect, have come to expect this uh, from a Tarantino movie that they'll kind of play up the the violence and, and make it seem like... I suppose, like yeah. what, are, what What you're not seeing is way worse than what you are seeing, but it's, I mean... It's usually not that, yeah. Worse is a relative term. But, um, but you know, you, I mean, they did that with Kill Bill, you know. They did, I mean, it but Kill Bill was like I don't know. I laughed at that one like a ton. And, no, I, you know. I know. I, I'm not. I'm talking about in terms of the violence. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just like, uh, like especially in the second one. It's. Um, I mean, as as it got, I just remember as it got closer to when it came out, like people were kind of saying, "Okay, is it going to be as you know over the top and crazy as the last one?" And the answer yeah, was, "That's true." Of it course, wasn't, it no. wasn't. No, not at all. <laughs> Yeah, okay. But it turned out fantastic. Um, yeah, it was and, good. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I, did, I wasn't a huge fan right after I left the theater, but I think I'm warming up to a little bit more. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, uh, I've I still think I like Quint or Kill Bill better. but Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I haven't really decided yet. Um, I like them both a lot. Uh, I do want to go see the movie again. And I do want to just... It's a stupid thing that I, I'm, I'm thinking about, but I, I do kind of want to memorize uh, Brad Pitt's speech at the start. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Most of that was in a trailer, I think. Oh, yeah. You can find. Yeah, but, yeah, it was, it's, but uh, it's pretty ridiculous. That's just like, the way he says it is awesome. So do we want to keep talking about movies? Because i got a couple on my movies list. Yeah, yeah, let's, you let's keep doing it. We'll go for my movies. Uh, last week we saw our, me and a friend Dan's uh, Ponyo, which mm. was pretty good. Um, I don't, you know, if, I don't know if you're familiar with. I don't know Joe is, but I don't know if you, as the audience, are familiar with the work of Hayao Miyazaki. I believe his name is. Yep. And uh, I have one of his movies, Spirited Away, over there on my shelf. And I also enjoy Howl's Moving Castle, and I've seen a number of other of his films. Not a ton of them. I think just Princess Mononoke and uh, Nasika of the Valley of the Wind. And uh, that's my favorite one of that, his Those are so both far. awesome. And yeah, so they're all good. Um, Ponyo is his latest. It's more of a kids film than all the other ones I've seen. I get at least, but the animation is freaking awesome mm-hmm. and uh, just looks great for every second of the film. They actually. Dan was reading a review before and was kind of disappointed that they uh, he, that he had rather they didn't use any kind of uh, 3D elements. Um, oh, I think yeah. they used a little bit of a 3D stuff for uh, you know some of the buildings and the Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, he, he usually does that, um, but there wasn't really any this time. Which, but I thought it was fine. I mean, it it still looked you know amazing and somewhat yeah. realistic enough. Yeah, it's like I, I was reading the other day that. Um, it's it's such a rare thing, and I just realized this in, in some article I was reading. It's such a rare thing to find a, just a purely animated movie these days, done in the old oh, style. Yeah. You know, oh, every, yeah. everything has to be all the, either all CG or uh, not, or, or like have CG elements to it, or else it just doesn't get noticed. Well, you know, what? I didn't even realize that. Like until he mentioned it, I didn't even think about the fact that Howl's Moving Castle and maybe Princess Mononoke, no, 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 but I mean, and Spirited Away had some of these 3D elements in it. I didn't even 
think about it. Like, it wasn't something that, like, you know, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, look, they 3D rendered that. I mean, I guess it's the same with the original 3D rendering Beauty and the Beast. I was like, that looks really cool, but I didn't really think about, like, oh, they're not actually drawing that. You know? Yeah. Because, I mean, in real reality, it could be a really nice matte painting or something that's a background or something. But you It's know. true. Yeah. I mean, sometimes just, those do look good, you know, in good 3D and stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, you got, you know, if you're a... And I don't think either of us are really involved in, like, the art scene these days. But if you if you do, uh, like, web comics or anything like that, or, or even yeah, just des- yeah. design in general, there are things you can, you know, you can get a pad that'll digitally render anything you're drawing on, it's a, true. Yeah, on a computer. Yeah, yeah. They, Definitely. I wonder, like, do you think they even do that? Well, or do you think they just do, I know like, that... It, even in the 90s, Disney did some stuff where you drew every, like, third or fourth frame, and then the computer would kind of huh. extrapolate, you know, the middle frames just to cut down on stuff to do. Production um, costs. Yeah. So, I mean, they might do that. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but, yeah. Besides that, I don't know. It's... Uh, but it was a really good film. It was a lot of fun, even though it was just a little kid's film. And, you know, the main characters are little kids. And uh, But it... it it does kind of remind me of Finding Nemo, not only just the marketing, but, like, a lot of it, especially the start and throughout the film, is kind of a lot of undersea-type animations. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's good to, to do that every once in a while. I mean, it's like you, you get spirited away, definitely with Princess Mononoke, you know, definitely with some other ones. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's good, and kids probably... Older kids would probably be f- like fine with the most of it. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, but there's parts of it like the you know the girl's parents turning into pigs in the first one in Spirited yep. Away. In Spirited Away at, start, at yeah. the start, like that's got, that's the kind of stuff that's like nightmare fuel for kids. It's yeah. true, just true. They're not little kids movies. So uh, so that. I, that's that's good that he not that he kind of <laughs> he went for a younger age group. Right, the Balsbos will probably be happy with it. Yeah. Okay, the other couple ones that I wanted to talk about were ones that are coming out. Did you want to sure, talk about yeah. more movies? Um, you, let me see. The ones you have are probably the ones that I have as well. Just just two. So I, the first one is definitely... Actually, uh, the ones I don't I want to talk about are not on there, but... Uh, ah, well, I know you have a list. I, yeah. I need my list. We'll keep too. it going. But uh, the first one is... I don't remember when it's coming out. Maybe you can look this up real quick. But uh, The Fantastic Mr. Fox is being created by director Wes Anderson in a very... Kind of unique uh, um, stop motion animation style. I yeah, think. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's gonna be pretty big. Uh, it's based on a Royal Doll book that I've not read, but Royal Doll is the creator behind uh, James and the Giant Peach and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He wrote and, uh, books uh, the back BFG. in the day. What's that? The BFG. The Which, BFG. Okay. The big, big friendly giant. Okay. I don't think I read that one either. That's we got that one read to us in elementary school. Nice. So, good. yeah, he's a he's he's one of those out there kind of authors, but he's awesome. Um and uh Wes Anderson as well as a friend is a very good uh fan we're a big fan of his uh, you know, Royal Tenenbaums, The Life Aquatic and Oh yeah. All those movies. Oh yeah. And uh Rushmore is one of my favorites. But uh yeah, it looks just as quirky as any of his movies, yeah, as like, well as you know, fun for the whole family. I think. So. Yeah, I, I heard he was doing an animated movie, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, how is that? It's 
Yeah. That's not going to work. No, man. it works. <clears throat> and uh, dude, he's yeah. got George Clooney and Mal- Meryl Streep as like the lead voice actors too. Yeah, so. apparently Kate Blanchett was supposed to do that, which that I would have been a fan of that. Yeah, but, she's uh, good. She's apparently good. she was not able to. That's too bad. So yeah, that's that's. I, I think it's coming out sometime in November. It uh, looks like. November November thirteenth. Uh, okay, like just uh, a couple weeks before Thanksgiving and the day your before holiday. our roommate's wedding. That's right. That's right. Bart is getting married. It's exciting. Um, <laughs> and then the other one I'm talking about is the Christmas release. Uh, Avatar. I know you're not gonna, not sold on this one. You know, yet, I'm totally not convinced by that movie. No, I know, I know, I know. The preview came out, and I think it's gonna be awesome. Um, I guess what, part of the reason is is because James Cameron is he's kind of one of the classic kings of sci-fi. He's been out of the game for about ten years. So. Yeah, I mean, he's a lot Terminator, of time to get Terminator Two. What? But he's been working for like most of these last ten years on like crazy cool special effects for this movie. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I mean, everything I heard, I didn't see up in 3D, but everything uh-huh. I heard about it was that it was just, like, not worth it. And, and I like, it was pretty good. And the other stuff that, it um, wasn't, it wasn't, like, worse than watching it in regular. And it, I don't know if it was terribly better, but it, it added a little bit to it, I think. I don't know. I, like, the whole 3D thing, like, I'm just not. Oh, not that's another thing. About Around that. the same time as Fantastic Mr. Fox, or no, maybe it's in October, um, they're doing one week where you can watch a double feature of Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2 in 3D. Oh, I heard about that, yeah. So, not I even, might check that out. Not even that, dude. Like, it, it's just 3D, like, it was always kind of a gimmick. And, I mean, what are, what are you going to do? Like, you can buy... Dude, no, dude, it's better It's better than the 3D that was a gimmick back in the day. I no, mean, I, honestly, I understand that, but... But, like, why... Well, I guess, yeah, you probably... I think you saw the, the recent 3D with the YouTube Live 3D. Uh, yeah, and I mean, that, that actually was good stuff. It, it was fine, but I actually stopped noticing after a while. Like, yeah, it wasn't. And when I watched up, it wasn't like you know it popped out at like every second. You know, it was like it was like yeah, that's kind of three D. I can kind of tell, and I don't yeah, know. But. Yeah, like, and what are you going to do when you buy it? Like the three D ness of yeah, an Avatar. That's true. Is going to not you need be an special issue projection equipment to when do it comes out 3D. on DVD. Well, and like, what are you going to keep it? Keep a set of three D glasses with you forever. Like. Yeah, well, the, the, the way that they do the current projection is they actually have um, a special, like, polarized lens on the camera that switches between... Or they actually are projecting twice as many frames, and each each other one is polarized a different way, so it's for a different eye. So you don't have 3D glasses? So, I mean, I have 3D glasses, but you'd have to have a lens on your, on your projector that's polarized... With the glasses, oh. so you you'd have to have a pro- a fancy projector to do 3D with this. I mean, movies could release it in the red and blue 3D, but that just looks like crap anyway. Yeah, so. that, that's the gimmick we were referring to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, this is way better than red and blue 3D, and I don't know. I, I'm going to check it out when it comes out. Yeah, so. I'll probably see it too, but I I, I just. Uh I, it remains to be seen, I guess. Yeah, I, I can't okay. really pass a valid judgment on it yet, obviously, because it's not out. But yeah. uh, apparently, last Friday you could we could have gone and seen like a ten minute preview for free or something, but we missed it. Don't so really who care. cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But anyway, that's what I have to say about movies. Um, what other movies are you thinking about, dude? Like all the movies I want to see have the word nine in them. 
So nine. So nine, nine. District nine. And district nine. Wait, so there's two nines? There's two nines, dude. Okay. How weird is I, that? I can't keep track anymore, like, I guess. Same year, same season. Like, so there's the number nine, which we've, you know, we've talked time, about before. Long animated. time podcast listeners will remember us bringing that up. A nice animated film, post apocalyptic. It, it looks awesome. With uh, beanbag dudes. Yep. And uh, crazy rock music in the trailer. Probably won't be in the movie. Um, Probably not. The other one called Nine is is one I would ignore because it's a musical. It's a musical, and I'm not not really about those, to be honest. Um, Yesterday, Rocket Boom was featuring a Lolcats musical. That's great for Rocket Boom. Oh, sorry. It, it makes me want to see it even less now. Yeah, I know. It was only like off Broadway. Um, You'd have to be in New York to see it. So, but anyway. it's uh, so the only reason I'm paying attention to this. It's about it's like based on a play, I guess, about some playwright who's who's got writer's block or something, and he's uh, uh-huh. he's kind of oh he's facing a midlife crisis actually, and it has Daniel Day Lewis in it. Oh, this one. He's uh, Daniel Day Lewis. He is the trump card. He he is. He, he, you know, you just have to go see a movie with Daniel Day Lewis in it. It's true. He only does them every once every couple of years, and he's awesome. They're always amazing. Like always amazing. Like he's yeah. I don't know how he does it. He's, he's incredible, but um, but he will drink your milkshake too. That's true. Anyway, I, I usually don't let him. But yeah. Um, but besides that, it also has. Uh, it did uh, have a pretty good cast. Yeah, it's got Nicole yeah. Kidman, Penelope Cruz, Judy Dench, Kate Hudson. Well, that's everybody. Um, and that person. That person. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but oh, okay. Uh, look it up on the Wikipedia. Yeah, you to, could look uh, it up on Wikipedia, IMDb, out. or any of your favorite movie sources. Um, I'm a little partial to IMDb, but anyway. Sure, yeah. Uh, well, there's links to everywhere. But um, Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I'd, it remains. It also remains to be seen, but uh, I'll definitely go see it just because Daniel Day-Lewis is in it. Speaking of remains to be seen, are we going to go see District 9 this weekend or what? We should see that this okay. weekend. Maybe. I have a family thing apparently on Sunday now, so. Well... Your family we'll, things we'll have been pretty important lately, so yeah, maybe. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But uh, you can go see without me too. If yeah, you want. District Nine. In case you haven't heard of it, it's out um, now. It's uh, an interesting little story. There, it's based on a movie called Alive in Joburg, a little short film that you can find on YouTube <coughs> about uh, basically aliens landing in Johannesburg, South Africa. It's kind of low budget. But uh, but the idea is yeah. Apparently all there. they made it for about thirty million dollars, and they made thirty seven million dollars in the weekend. So no, they, uh, good. I'm talking about the short movie. Oh, yeah, oh, the new movie. I'm sorry, I'm talking yeah, about District Nine. Right. Um, so the uh, and it was I it was directed. A lot of people think it's directed by Peter Jackson. Apparently, um, my parents did, but uh, it's it's really one of those uh, Peter Jackson presents situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, the directors like to do that, especially the big director producer folks. Right, right. So Peter Jackson did discover the director, uh, whose name is Neil Blomkamp. Um, right, right. Who is actually from South Africa, and uh, he was based on the short film Alive in Joburg, plus a couple of other ones. 
he was slated to direct the Halo movie uh, yep, yep. before that was canceled indefinitely, or uh, sorry, yeah. put on hold indefinitely. Sure. Um, so effectively canceled. Yeah. Uh, People did that also with because uh, um, J.J. Abrams' name was attached to the Cloverfield movie, and everybody thought it was directed by him. But yeah, anyway, it, it wasn't. I know, but that's what I was saying. People thought no, it no, was. I, I, I'm asking. <laughs> now no, I feel dumb. It, it wasn't actually. Oh, geez, who was it directed by? It was some unknown guy, really. Wow, I believe the only movies he's J.J. Abrams has directed was Mission Impossible Three <coughs> and Star Trek, but. Maybe uh, maybe that's why I didn't like it, <laughs> Cloverfield. But, you know, he was a producer, and I think he had his presents name on there type of thing. Yeah, but. yeah, I do remember. It's like, yeah, I mean, any any fan of Lost or uh, or J.J. Uh, Abrams' other stuff was all about that movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, Sorry to make you feel dumb. <laughs> that, well, no, it's it's fine. It's I get a lot of that anyway, so I'm used to it. Um, what? <laughs> kidding. Okay. Um. So, just nine. Oh, and uh, so we were talking about nine. We'll, we'll throw this in here. So okay. apparently, besides the movie Nine, the animated one, coming out on 9909. Oh, yeah. There's other things happening on 9909. This could be the lead-in um, to the other the next segment. Well, first, there's the Beatles rock band, which, from all I've heard, it looks pretty awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the, uh, you should go look up the uh, the opening cutscene. The opening cutscene I've heard is awesome. It's I haven't seen it. Pretty but, amazing. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure that one's going to sell like a million copies. Like a million million. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the rumor is that Apple's going to have an announcement on 9909 as well. But that's... I'm not sure. We're ending the world... Well, that could be. Um, usually in the... Sometime in September, October, Apple does do an announcement about announcing kind of their fall Christmas iPod line. Yeah. Usually yeah. gives them a little bit of an upgrade. Last year they brought the Mini to have the little you know sideways thing and fancy new interface and all that. It was mm-hmm. brightly colored and stuff. And so... Uh, Gotta have those colors. Yeah, so they might do something like that, but some people are speculating because, well, actually, apparently, besides the Beatles Rock Band, they're actually <coughs> Apple Records is releasing the uh, like a remastered reissue of like all the Beatles albums. So some are saying that uh, that uh, that iTunes might start carrying the Beatles, and maybe even there'll be like an exclusive Beatles iPod or something like that. So, wow. That's just the rumor. Nobody really knows, but <laughs> well, it would be about time if you're a Beatles fan. Yeah, yeah, you've waited long enough. That's well, you true. might be one they've of those been, people who's all like, they've been throwing out those out. rumors for forever. So yeah, you know. um, what we're we gonna go into now? The lead into what? Uh, Vidja games. Vidja games. Uh, Tales of Monkey Island. Today, in fact. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Today, but today, in fact. Uh, Professor Layton and the Diabolical Box has come out. Is this the second, third, fourth one? For the one? Nintendo DS, and this is the second one. In the U.S.? In the U.S. I believe okay. the fourth one is about to come out in Japan. But, uh... uh they, so they have I've, to work on the translation. Is that what it is? It, probably. I mean, that's, that's probably a lot of it. Um, plus they'll, you know... They gotta they gotta wait and see how these sell. That's true. They don't want to release them all at one time. Right. That wouldn't really well. That, that'd be really bad, actually, because <laughs> those games I imagine are all pretty similar. 
And they all take a wild beat. Um, well, if you're like me, and then put it down for a year, and then pick it up again. Oh, yeah. And finish it. Did I, you finally yeah. finish it? Oh, I finished it a while ago. Oh, okay. Um, that was around the time of our second podcast. Where oh. were you, man? Um, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Monkey Island. Well, yeah. What do you want to talk about? Potentially? Well, one, one more thing about Layton. Um, okay. I, so I follow the dude on Twitter. That's not really him. It's some marketing guy. I know, but uh, you follow Professor Layton. Top Hat Professor oh, is his name. Okay. Um, he gives you riddles every day, and then uh, you know tells you to buy the game. But uh, nice. He did all but confirm last night that uh, the third one is coming out next year. So, nice. So nice. More, That's good. more puzzle adventures ahead mm-hmm. uh, in the style of old English cartoons. Nice, nice. So, so speaking of puzzle adventures, we're both a big fan of Monkey Island. We and are. And I think since the last one released, um, there were two big releases. Well, actually, now three. But uh, the remastered, re-released version of The Secret of Monkey Island, the first ever Monkey Island adventure, yes. is here. Ten dollars for your PC and five ninety nine for your iPhone. Wow, I forgot about that. And uh, it's it's pretty awesome. The graphics are it just is. as you remember, but ten times better. And They're- you got the voiceovers from the Dominic Arimoto guy because he's yeah. awesome. He's apparently and the biggest Monkey Island fan ever. And yeah, like, that's what I've heard. Like he's just been waiting to yeah. do to do the voice again. Yeah, so it's. It's a big deal. So I, 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 I liked it. Um, I played a little bit so far. And uh, the other one is that Telltale, the uh, the people who have inherited the LucasArts uh, puzzle game, adventure game franchise. Who, by the way, um, were working at LucasArts yes, yes. basically when the, monkey, when the original Monkey Island games were made. Yeah, yeah. Not all of them, but yeah. Yeah. But, you know, then uh, they've also started releasing Tales of Monkey Island episodic games and you started playing episode two a couple weeks ago i did right? I, actually, days ago. I started yesterday in fact um it's going pretty good it's good so far uh i want to get back into it um it's scary because guybrush three or not guybrush guybrush is alive but uh the uh, evil pirate lechuck is alive and yeah. not even undead he's no longer it's, dead it, that's just freaky yeah what, mean, what are they gonna do but the Twitter account for Telltale tells me that Murray is going to be coming back. So oh, I did hear about that. That's going to be awesome, too. Yeah, I can't wait for that. For those who don't know, Murray is an undead skull The thing. evil, disembodied demon skull who can't really oh, do anything so on funny. his own. So funny. Because he's just a skull. Yes. <laughs> he just likes to taunt Guybrush because yeah. yeah. it's awesome. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's that. And uh, Guybrush gets into all kinds of... Silly things, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, th- tries to hurl insults at people, and sometimes it works. <laughs> I, I do like that they've kind of departed from the um, the insult based. Yeah, uh, they don't game. do too much in the like, new game. Like, it, I mean, some people think that. I mean, I can understand. Some people say that's the best part of the old games, but uh, I always found it kind of tedious. They're a little like, tedious. They you have to funny, go around though. collecting all the insults and all the right responses. They're funny, but yeah, it takes a little while. Yeah, um, and uh, which is why I like in, in how uh, in in the fourth Monkey Island game uh, of the old series, they. Um, just gave them all to you right away. And it wasn't even a, a required part of the game. Like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you did yeah. insult arm wrestling with that dude at the bar at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and in this one, it hasn't even shown up yet. Like, it's they'll make callbacks to it, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but it's just purely for humor. 
Yep. So, yep. Uh, so it's it's fun. It's yeah. Fun. All the all the fun elements of the old games and uh, and still new episodes. So coming out, coming your yeah. way. Yeah. This holiday season. I don't season. think I had anything from my games list. Do you got anything else on the games list? Um. Well, I'm sure you do. Let's see. Sort of. Not really. Otherwise, I got. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've got. Uh, so I, I've been reading. I was I've talking. Been, I was thinking about talking about technology stuff and maybe TV shows. But anyway, well, you can get to that in a second because okay. we definitely have some stuff to talk about there. What TV shows? Yeah. Okay. Um, at least one thing. Okay. But. Uh, so excited. I, so I've been reading some. We should totally get like a sponsor to come in here. Right? <laughs> you know, if we tease that like that, you know. Uh, but, reading uh, some books lately. Uh, wait, we have to have an audience before we have a sponsor? Oh, dang it. I know, it's true. All right, well, keep going. You have a reason to come books, here. Books, books. Books, I've been reading. Um, so I don't know I don't know if anyone here has heard of uh, uh, Warhammer 40K. Um, I mean, I've heard you talk about it a teeny bit. I have been talking about I, it. I don't um, know much about it. I don't really. actually play the game, um, but I've read a little bit about the universe it's set in. It's set in the year 40,000. Okay. 40,000 years in the future. Uh, wrap your Are you head sure it's not a long that. time ago in the galaxy far, far away? No, it's it's a long time in the oh. future. Okay. The far-flung future of 40 aught, aught, aught. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's basically, um, you know, there's the old Warhammer, which is like orcs, humans, elves, whatever, set in a fantasy world. And they just basically took that and uh-huh. flung it into the future. <clears throat> so there's still orcs and humans and aliens instead of elves. Okay. And basically they're all trying to tear the universe apart. They're all at eternal uh-huh. war, uh-huh. Um, and uh, and it's just it's, it's kind this, of a anyway. it's a bleak, dark future. Um, but uh, the book I'm reading is uh, kind of a a comical uh, story set in that universe. Hmm. Um, it's called uh, Caiaphas Cain, uh, hero of the Imperium. Um, oh, which right. uh, is about as ridiculous as it sounds because uh, I was going to say, can I call this ridiculous? Yes. Okay. It, good. It's quite good. so good. Um, good. Basically, uh, there's this dude Caiaphas Kane who's a commissar, a commander of the uh, the Imperial Guard. The humans basically so the humans Scary. like um, worship this god emperor who's oh. who's kind of been living in this stasis on Earth for. 10,000 years, and, uh... Oh, wow, wow. Uh, basically, yeah, he's, he's the eternal emperor who watches over them all, and it's it's crazy like that. Um, and, uh... Nice. Kind of. Basically, um, any, any, uh, anything less than absolute heroism and devotion to the emperor is treated as heresy. Uh, uh-huh. Because humans are a xenophobic race. Sure, along sure. with everyone else. Um, okay. But, uh... Uh, Caiaphas Kane is a commander who, as he as he says, is a, a total coward. Okay. okay. But um, he has managed to accidentally kind of not bumble his way because he's not a dumb guy, but he uh, like just in in the act of like trying to preserve his own skin and like save himself before everyone else has managed to look like a super heroic person. And uh-huh. uh, 
And so because of that, uh, he's gained this reputation for the like what has eventually become the greatest hero the Imperium has ever seen. Um, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the stories about, about him kind of confessing, oh, this is actually what I was doing in that battle. And these are these were my real motivations. And it, it's, I see, it's a good see. time. It's, 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 it's kind sounds, of pulpy, sounds a little silly. pulpy yeah. entertainment reading. But yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. It's, it's kind of it's fun. It's not as exciting as Harry Potter, is it's it? It's pretty good. Uh That's the gym for that one. Yeah, let's not, let's not talk about <laughs> Harry Potter. Anyway, I just have to say that the, we did watch the last Harry Potter, and I thought it was pretty good. So anyway. Oh, that's right. We did see yeah, that. Yeah, we saw that. You know. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. It was I, good. Um, it was good. It wasn't that action-packed, but it was, I think it was done pretty well. Yeah. I, I didn't really... So... I forgot we watched that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. We can um, go jump back to movies for so, that. So, uh... Yeah, I forgot too. So. Three fourths of the movie was awkward high school teenage drama, which I didn't care for at yeah. all. Well, that's not um, like the last couple. No, of I know. Ones, really, I, I understand. But. It's Harry Potter, so the, your mileage may vary. But uh, sure, sure. Um, but the last quarter of the movie, um, I actually liked a lot. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, that's despite the fact that they changed the ending mm. a little bit. Yeah, they changed it a bit. What do you think? I know I liked it. I, I liked it. I thought it was probably one of the better done of the films. Um, I listened to a, another podcast called the VFX Show, where they review all the movies mostly in terms of their visual effects. And uh, <laughs> there was one guy on the show. I listened to the episode this morning. There was one guy on the show who was just like, "This of all the Harry Potter movies makes no sense." And he was <laughs> one of those guys who hasn't really read any of the books, but you know, he's like, "All the other movies made sense, but this one makes no sense." And he just pointed out a bunch of irregularities in the movie that um, all the all the people who read the book were like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. You know? but Which is kind of interesting, but I think I still liked it probably the best of all mm. of them. It was, it was good. It was uh, it was well done. And there was a couple things that were just a little different than what the book did, but I thought were in some cases even a, an improvement. So Nice. In, expo- in, you know, in uh, bringing forward the plot in a better way than the movie could mm-hmm. than, a, than a book. So yeah, that was pretty good. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, books. Yeah, you were talking about books. Well, that's, uh, I mean, I've been reading a couple other ones, but that's that's what I'm reading right now. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, I can segue over to TV shows from that if you want. Yeah, let's go. Well, I know one thing you're also big into is the steampunk style. Hey, yo. You know, and uh, there was one show that I know, I don't think you've been watching, but I've been enjoying it, and it's got a little bit of that steampunk style really? that you might like in it. It's, uh, it's the new original series from sci-fi called Warehouse 13. Wow, I've and never I, heard of it. I've been watching it since it came out about five or six weeks ago, something like that. Wow, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. You might have to check it out on the Hulu. I will. It was ever, it was advertised a couple weeks before the premiere a lot on Hulu, so I was kind of intrigued. Uh, one review that I was reading today um, was saying that uh, um, from the Digital Bits, one of my favorite sources for DVD news, um, was saying that they've been enjoying it a lot, and that uh, it's kind of the X Files meets Indiana Jones or Raiders of Lost Ark or something like that. In that, like, there's these two detectives who are trying to find these historic artifacts that are have some sort of magical properties mm. and try to stop people from using them and then they stick them in the warehouse like at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> and they, they also are curators of all the stuff in the warehouse ah. along with well and they're just kind of regular secret service agents who got charged to be in this 
it's kind of a branch of the Secret Service, but apparently it's a uh, it's an organization that's been running for like the last couple thousand years, trying to keep these. You know, that's completely original. Who would have thought? Yeah, the last I know. Thousand it's years. not entirely original, but I know. the uh, the older guy um, who's you know mid fifties or sixties or something. You know, like yeah, forties or fifties. Who actually stays at the warehouse most of the time? He's the one who's got a lot of the steampunk style with. Uh, you know his old his keyboard for his computer that is all like he's pretty a pretty good hacker too. But his keyboard is like a typewriter type oh, keyboard, yeah. you know. And like they using like they use like an old uh, movie projector to do like three G three D imaging stuff nice. in a couple episodes. And they carry around these what they call a Tesla, which is like a big electrical coil gun <laughs> that st- that makes people lose their memories does it or have something rings like that. around the barrel. Yeah, it does. I think. Oh, yeah. Man. So and then they use these. Uh, Instead of using cell phones, they use something that the inventor of the TV, I can't remember what his name is, but he invented, like, right after the TV, which is basically a video phone thing that looks like <laughs> it's in, like, a fish can or something like that. It's run so, with a crank. Yeah, no, there's no cranks. It's just, like, mysteriously powered. But oh, it's, it's pretty fun, and so they go to these devices and find some... Like, most sci-fi original stuff, like, even seeing the previews, I'm just like... um. Yeah, that series looks totally hokey and stupid. And there's definitely some <laughs> moments of that, but it was it's pretty good. I mean, huh. actually, it was pretty funny. That, uh, one of the main jokes on last week's episode was, he's like, I don't want to be a, the one of the... There's a duo, a guy and a girl, who are the detective people's going to search for this stuff. And the guy was like, I don't want to be a red shirt. And she's like, yeah, I totally know what you mean. And he's like, dude, I thought that was awesome that you knew what I meant. And, and so there's just some funny moments like that, too. Yeah. Pretty geeky. So is, so. It, is it supposed to be set in the present? Yeah, they it's use, supposed to be set in the present. They use all these old-timey gadgets? Yeah, they use all these old-timey gadgets as well as, you know. Detective folks still like using their cell phones and they're talking to other people. Is there a well-dressed 1800s gentleman with a no. minigun for an arm? No, no, no. It oh. doesn't get that crazy, oh, I guess. Okay. But, you know, there definitely is like this, you know, old-time feel to parts of it. So. Okay. It's a pretty cool show. Um, you might like it. Um, yeah, I'll check it out. That's been one I've been enjoying. What else have I been enjoying? Oh, let's see. Well, there's one we all watched the other night. Yep, we watched the the kind of lost bonus episode of Dollhouse, which was a, uh, a show that came out this spring. Yeah. Um, this was, I don't know, what did you think of it? I never heard what you thought. So. <laughs> well, you know, um, without giving it all away, I, I, I think mean, I liked it for what it was, but, uh, you know, I was left really unsatisfied at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, it, it doesn't, I mean, it's, it's one of those awkward things where you, you don't want to end it all. Like you don't want to answer all the questions, and I mean, not that there, not that there are all that many questions about that show. It's just like, right, right. Like you provide a, so I mean, I, I guess it, it wouldn't be that much of a spoiler to say it's set in the future. Yeah, it's set in about ten years in the future. Um, yeah, and uh, so it, it's it provides this snapshot of like something that could happen, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't, like, I mean, like, one episode, an hour is not enough to, like, expand on this this new kind of world that you presented. Right, right, right. Um, and it's just, it, it's, it's like, you know, even if it does come back, I mean, which apparently the show's not canceled. It's right, gotta, no, it's not. And there's this new season, season coming out. Uh, it's still only a half season, like a 13-episode yeah. season. But, so, but it's starting in, in about a month, actually. So, so you know, even that. if that happens, like, it's... They're not going to expand on this lost episode. 
It's know? true. It's, it's true. Which is probably why it was starring Felicia Day. <laughs> yeah, she's I mean, pretty cool though. She she's fine. I. But uh, yeah, no, I, I know what you yeah. mean. It, it's a little awkward. Um, for those of you who don't know anything about Dollhouse, it's you can read my blog about it. But it's basically a, a cool show about uh, some crazy sci-fi technology that's out there and uh, tormenting the world, and stuff like that. <laughs> Could you be more vague? Yeah, no, no, um, <laughs> no. Basically, it's this, they have this technology that that uh, they can basically. They imprint people kind of memories with, uh, of people, yeah, with other, other personalities. Yeah, and uh, the the this new one was in the future. Like the technology has gone wild and gone uh, out of control, out of control, and so all kind of the ramifications with that. Yeah, but, and you kind of um, you kind of figure out how it got to that point too, because it's just like, I mean, I don't know. I think part of, part of what was bothering me about it is that. Uh, you just saw it. You can only see little bits and pieces of how it got there. Yeah. To that yeah. point. And it, like, introduces these new characters um, and kind of, like, manages to bring back a couple of others okay. as well. But it's, like, I don't know. I just I found the whole thing, like, deeply disturbing and unsatisfying. I thought it was just fun. So. Yeah. That's my take. Maybe I take it too um, seriously. Let's see. Other things I've been watching on TV, just for more fun. Um, the... 12-episode arc of Kings officially ended, and the show is not going to be re- re- renewed, I don't think. But yeah. I thought that show was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. It was uh, it's kind of back and forth between King Silas and David. And uh, yeah. it looked like it could really go somewhere in the next couple seasons with uh, David kind of being banished, but a lot of people wanting to be king. And um, I hope I just didn't give away the ending there. Oh, crap, I did. You did. Anyway... Were you editing that? Um, no, that's fine. We can we can, we can keep, keep it in. Yeah, we can keep it in. I don't know we'll we'll really edit cares. everything but that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, it does. Harry Potter dies. It does very roughly uh, kind of parallel the the biblical story. Um, yeah. With a lot more drama, but um, yeah, <laughs> it, it is it is a pretty good show though, and uh, I feel like they wasted time in some of that show. Yeah, well, it was also, I think, very badly marketed. Like, well, that, well I mean, that's that, true. That, and I don't think most of America has a romantic look at, uh, or wants to look at a romantic view of what America would be like if it were a monarchy or something, you know? Yeah, that's see, that's not really what the show's about, though. Cause it's no, not, but I thought it was kind of interesting. It's not I America. Think, you know, it is just, in America, but, you know, it's an America-like nation that yeah. is run by a king, but... That's not. I mean, yeah, that's not the point of the show, though. I know, I know, it's not. But which is, I mean, that's the problem, though. Is like a lot of people thought it was because the marketing in it, uh, yeah, the marketing yeah. around the show did not like say anything about it being like having religious connotations or being based on a religious story, like. And it's really they kind of work themselves into a corner of like, okay, who's the show for? We don't want to market it to the religious people right, because right. it will turn off the secular people. But if we market it to like a secular audience as a religious show, the religious crowd will like start nitpicking and they'll get all up in arms over it. And so, yep. Yeah. It was really a hard place to go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the last thing I've been watching on Hulu recently is uh, a little gem that I found from the nineties. It's called spaced and it's a, uh, it's it's from it's a short couple series episode or set it's like seven or eight episodes each but it's uh, from the creators of Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and uh, it's it's a lot of fun in a really weird cheap sitcom kind of way it's it's pretty low budget 
and it's basically uh, Simon Pegg and uh, a girl that he meets at a coffee shop. Uh, both need a place to live, ah. and so they uh, decide to move in together in kind of a flat. And in, in uh, <laughs> there's a there's a a single mom that lives upstairs, and and her kid or two, and she just sits around smoking all the time, or I don't know. <laughs> and then like there's a there's a creepy artist dude in the basement, nice. <laughs> and he's like he he likes he likes talking and looking about killing and stuff like that just because he's weird. <laughs> um, but is, uh, is Nick Frost in there too? Yeah, no, he's he's Simon Pegg's friend. Uh, okay, these these are both of uh, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead yep, fame. I, I yep. feel like we should mention that. Yep, those are fun movies. So yeah, it's just uh, it's just a short. Europeans. It's directed by Edgar Wright, who directed both Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Um, and written by Simon Pegg and the girl who's in the series, too. So, um, it's, it's pretty fun. It's very low budget, and uh, the video quality isn't very good. It's well, I 90s, feel like that's, but it's fun. I mean, if you haven't seen that many, like, mad British shows... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You might... You might... Fi- I mean, maybe maybe the video quality is low, but it, they, they do use, like, kind of... Weird cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, totally. the camera work just looks kind of strange if you're not used to it. Uh, and British movies aren't like that. It's just uh, the TV shows. So, like, I I saw the first episode or two of uh, Torchwood a little while ago. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I was just like a little thrown by the camera work. Like it's uh-huh. just it's different, but. Uh, not to say it's a bad show. I'm just still using those BBC cameras for that yeah. Monty Python used in the 60s. Oh, they might. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's exactly. It looks like that, actually. I know. It it's looks like, like what? A, it looks like a Why? 90s version of that. The BBC is like, oh, we can't really buy the cameras. So, anyway. Just use these old ones. Yeah. What's wrong work. with these? They're better than new. What, what's wrong with these? That's, <laughs> yes. Shoot me if I ever talk like that again. All right. So anyway, yeah, those are fun, and uh, it was just a little extra treat because I'd always want to see these, and then they showed up on Hulu, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't have to rent them or buy them." <laughs> yeah, because so. you've, you've been wanting to see Spaced for a while. I think. Well, when I came out on DVD, I was I was intrigued. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't like, "Oh man, that looks awesome!" Like I need to buy it right now. But it was kind of like I'd like to check that out sometime. And until it showed up on Hulu, it was just kind of like I don't really have a good way to check it out. So. Right. So we all like Hulu.com, H-U-L-U.com, and I always run it through the Hulu desktop now, which is, oh, it yeah. goes nice full screen, and uh, I've, wor- I've been worrying gives that, you a nice interface. I've been worrying that trying to use that will break my computer, because it's so old. Dude, this desktop I have is pretty old, too, and it runs it fine. It's, it's like, it's like pretty, it's a bit lower than, or it's a bunch lower than the actual requirements of the thing, say, huh. so, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. You can try it out. Maybe. I don't think it'll break your computer. But anyway. So, uh, I don't know. I think that'll I think that'll bring us to a close. Yeah, we've been rambling for about 48 minutes. Look at that. But I feel like uh, I feel like we did some good this time. Yeah, you know? we did some good. And uh, I cleaned up my room since we last did it. And, yeah, uh, I kind can, of... I can sit down on an actual chair now. Yep, you can sit on a chair. And uh, I don't know. What else do we have to report around here? Nothing! Uh, we went to a brewery tour. That was awesome. Oh, that's true. We did do that. We we did that. That was fun. There was lots of beer, and we got we to got learn some a beer. little bit about beer. Got to talk about or talk to people. Uh, yeah, and then we had people over for dinner. That we was brought them back too. here, made food. That was a good. Made time. more food. Um, I didn't drink too much. That was good. 
Yeah, yeah. Me, I me never either. drink too much, though. Um, <laughs> of course not. And then uh, we all almost died watching Jim Gaffigan later that yeah, night. Yeah, that's true. I uh, was laughing so hard I almost like stopped breathing. <laughs> I think we all um, had a moment of that. For yeah, a while. we yeah we were not prepared as uh, yeah as I Gilliden mean, says. I mean, you know. He's he's all right though. I mean, I mean, bacon. That and, dude is funny. And uh, what else did he talk about? He's how he's lazy. Oh yeah. How he likes yeah. food. We were also playing Settlers of Catan. It was a good time. I yeah, got, I got it in two games this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So then, well, who knows? Maybe we'll get in some games next weekend too, or maybe we'll try a different game. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. Maybe. Um. All but, right, so uh, that's out. Oh, then, upcoming. One, one upcoming, upcoming thing. Um, I think we're going to do Another this episode of the Dan and Joe show. In a month or two. Okay. Um, Don't in, go too uh, fast. So, but this Saturday, uh, Ooh. my dad has actually been wanting to yeah, this is uh, get some people together to watch uh, In the Shadow of the Moon. It's um, about the moon landings, which, uh, the Apollo. Yeah, it's about the moon landings. Um, things. Big old Ron Howard-directed documentary, I believe. Ooh. Um, and uh, oh, that's another thing we've been watching a lot of TV is Arrested Development. Oh yeah. And since you mentioned Rod Howard, I thought I'd bring yeah, that up. So yeah. anyway, who could forget that show? That's that's a hilarious show. So um, that's always fun. Never gets old. Uh, but uh, so we'll you know more on that after I see it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that'll do it. So that'll do it. Now I have to, uh, tomorrow I have to spend some time editing it and then pick up some intro and outro music, and then we'll send it off to you folks. Heyo. Hey. Ha-cha. like I'm pretty loud. You're usually pretty loud. Well, you know that, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Really, I, I do. Um, we just edit that out later. See, but you don't. You put it at the end, after the song. You always do that. Oh. Uh, well, you know... <laughs> I've gotten wise to your tricks, that, man. That's just a little bonus for the people who listen to the whole thing, you know? I guess, but... Do you really want Does to it call make that you a, look stupid? Do you really want to call Is that, that a problem? Is no, the problem? no, it doesn't. I do. I'm not capable of looking stupid. Right, and right, I right, right. Just right. can you know contradict myself by saying that. Anyway. I think this is good. I think we're we're, okay. we're good. Well, here. I just want to listen to it real quick. Cut this off. And uh, cut, cut his cut mic. It.